Hello and welcome to What Our Point Weekly, where we bring together a variety of perspectives to discuss the biggest stories of the week and decide what our point, or if in fact there are no point at all. Please, if you like what you hear, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Ben and Dan are with me. Hello. Hello. So Dan, you were completely correct. I've never been happier to not understand politics. Explain to us what happened and what's still going on. Well, we're definitely living in a little bit of two parallel worlds. So right now, if you were in the run-up to election night, there was every single person on Fox and Tucker was talking about the red tsunami that was about to break onto the shores and sweep the Democrats out of power. And then what actually happened is people do care about inflation and the economy, but they realized that Republicans offer no solutions, only ranting. And so you just saw a lot of, in particular, the MAGA candidates really underperformed. And I think that in the election deniers, I think one of the, that was one of the more interesting things. Like it's kind of when you look at a state like, let's say, Arizona or Nevada, you can see the rank of like, how did the secretary of state do? How did the you know governor do? How did the senators do? And in so many races, the secretary, the Democratic secretaries of state actually performed a lot better than, you know, other candidates because they were running against someone that was like a abandoned election denier. And so it shows that really did matter. And then it seems like a, people really cared about abortion and a woman's right to choose. You saw it Kentucky, Montana. Um, tried to basically codify like anti-abortion into the state constitution that lost and then California, uh, Michigan and one other state I'm forgetting said we want to put into the constitution a a right to choose and those all passed in a landslide. So it was kind of a a bit of a shock to everyone's system. The polls were actually pretty close to right. It's just that the narrative over the polls was oh the polls are going to be wrong again in favor of Republicans. This has to be a red wave. Biden doesn't know what he's doing and people love Joe Biden, man. There was a New York Times clip circulating yesterday from when they did the editorial interview with him back in early 2020. And he like walks into the room, he's leading the race for president. And the person interviewing starts with like, you know, at this point in 2003, Wesley Clark was leading the poll. So it's all about to fall apart, right? And like starts to just go at him. And he's like, okay guys, like I'm sick of all of you. Everyone says I'm terrible. You keep hitting me with all you got. I'm not dead yet. And that's kind of the the Joe Biden mantra. He was very, very good dude yesterday. He did seem defiant in his speech and happy, upbeat for obvious reasons. Um, I've been hearing a lot of commentary, and it seems true that this was a more regional or the country is more regional than we give it credit for. That like every different region performed in very different ways. Like my I think it was just Florida was the only carve out. And the rest look of the at New regions. York. Look at New York went went Republican. Yeah. It, well, New York did not go Republican. I don't know well, if you know, a lot of, a I mean, in terms of Democratic governor at, and every Democratic statewide office is governor. Is, I mean, uh, that there that it was, was closer states yeah. that the results yeah. came in more pro-Republican than last than last election. The tilt right. went the other direction, and it seems like that's because why? I mean, maybe because. I was hearing that the the hot button issues weren't as important here. People weren't voting for or against abortion, and maybe because people left the city. Could there be like uh, there's well, like, I don't know that it's tough because it was the suburbs went. So there's an argument that people fled New York City during the pandemic and they went to either the suburbs of New York or they went to Florida, and those places got a lot more uh, had where they were the most Republican of like. Of anywhere of the night by far so there's some argument that there's the like covid fleeing areas were like the most republican 
Um, I think there's also an argument in New York that like Kathy Hochul had a, lo- a real struggle with her reelection and that hurt some people. And then, I don't know, the mayor of New York shouting every day that it's a crime ridden hellhole doesn't necessarily help the Democratic chances. <laughs> so I mean, the uh, rats that, control the city. That one might have been a little more. Uh, I mean, they do. They're like, what, 10x number of rats than there are people or some, some number <laughs> like that. So just yeah, look under your rug. There's probably a rat. Seth. But oh, geez. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I uh I don't know. Those are those are. I mean, the early results were like, oh my God, DeSantis is going to win by twenty. This is going to be a red tsunami. But it was only in Florida. All right. So, what are your thoughts on DeSantis? Then is he? I mean, it does seem like this is Trump's announcing on Tuesday, so that's going to be exciting. It seems like a lot can be gleaned from this election for twenty twenty four. That there's like a like Maybe. from the Republican yeah. side, it's like people love Biden. Do the do the Trump things, but without Trump. Like DeSantis seems to do good being the Trump light version. But, but I think not a lot going of people, as far as election denial. Maybe I think the real question: if Carrie Lake in Arizona, she tried to do the Trump without the Trump, like just be a charismatic, telegenic TV figure. She didn't, you know, romp to victory. She ran maybe a point better than Mark Kelly and Blake, a point better than Blake Masters in that race. So. Unclear if Florida is just a unique, like Miami turned Republican, Miami Dade County in particular, and unclear there's a lot of lessons there that can be extrapolated across the country. There's some unique, unique issues. I think there's a couple of things that are still like unclear. Like, did Republicans do a lot better with Black and Hispanic voters? It seems like yes, but it seems like it meant that, let's say, instead of losing in the Bronx by 80 points. They lost by 75, and so didn't do that much like electorally, and they're kind of actually are undermining some of their like gerrymandering advantage by their uh, inroads. So that's like one thing to to look at. And then I don't know the Supreme Court and the abortion issues. We'll see. That I was saying there's kind of like two worlds going on here in D.C. You have the reality world, which is like wow, the Democrats did very well. Like the Supreme Court's extremist and overstepping, and no one wants their rights taken away. And then the conservative legal world, which is having their annual celebration conference where every member of the Republican Supreme Court got a standing ovation for defending humanity. And, you know, Justice Alito is up there waving on stage with crowds like thunderously chanting because he overturned, he struck down abortion and took away a constitutional right. So that world is going to keep going. And we're just going to see a lot of very interesting decisions the next year or two years Um out of them. So that dynamic might keep playing. Yesterday um, at the Supreme Court, Justice Alito stated as fact that before the white settlers got to America, there were just warring Indian tribes. And so Americans or Europeans, um, white Europeans brought a peaceful nature to North America that hadn't been here before. And therefore, they should be allowed to steal Indian children if they want is basically where he was going with that argument because there's a case about uh, that's insane law about Wait, i gotta read i really now want to read about this that's that's a crazy way to think because they're basically in the there's the 19 i don't even know when the law was passed 1950s maybe people would just like kidnap essentially under the guise of like state knows better children off of reservations and it got so bad the united states passed a law saying you can't do that and they're debating the legality of that law right now. And Justice Alito is primed to strike it down on there's no rights for reservations. Yeah. 
well, but it's the it's definitely the Democrats who are into child grooming and trafficking, though. Right. And the it's, lizard people. Yeah. And the lizard people. So I think the one thing that there's a theme that I this is my new theory. You'll see a, you, you guys are hearing it. One of the first 10 people to hear this. Oh, that there's for the last 30 years, there's been this. Oh, God, the Fox News ecosystem is so good at getting a narrative out. And that's why we have such tr- struggles in all these elections. But have we gotten to a point that the Fox News demographic is smaller, older and like so crazy focused now? that it's actually a net negative because if you heard if you listen to fox and tucker and that group all day long they have like a view of america they are right you don't hear opposing views no one else is good everyone's you know the absolute devil and they're going to win in a landslide and now it's like two elections in a row where that didn't happen so maybe that's actually our well i think thing. you have like 30 percent there's like major vehicle of like information spewing nonsense and then those people leave and they're like, what do you mean? Every Democrat's not a groomer. Well, I've told that every so day. What's so weird about watching Fox, at, um, even over the last two years, is how much they've leaned into trolling. Like how much of their their like anchors are use this very juvenile humor to make yes. fun of things or to like make people think something is stupid or dumb or not really consider topics um, serious. So I think that they, they really, I, I agree with you that there has been some backing into a corner by just dumbing everything down and making it so like non-substantive. And I think what you saw, it seems like from the elections is that a lot of, it's really impressive stuff like Michigan, places where it seems like the voters are much more engaged and that there are a lot of people that will come out and contest the crazy people out there that there are less people that believe it than than just want some some sort of return to normalcy so i also agree that biden's like four-year plan of returning decency and making people um act a little bit more normal seems to from this um check-in point seems to be working to some degree so very surprising to me yeah, and isn't the other factor with Fox News that now they have like a competitor? They're not even the craziest news source. Well, that's Owen, why they I watch think, it kind of went out of un, out of business ish, right? It got kind of pulled Newsmax, off a lot of Newsmax is still, but Newsmax is still rolling. And I mean, there's like you know, Bannon has his podcast and things mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I'm just bummed that Bobert's gonna win. That sucks. So wait, Dan, what are where what are the where do races stand now? What are the close races? Do the Dems actually have any chance of winning the House, or that's fading? I mean, it' gonna be the thing is, I would say Democrats seem to win two fourteen, two fifteen seats, and you need two eighteen for a majority. If it's that close, like within two votes of a majority, it's just gonna be a little bit of chaos. The Republicans need to like exceptionally stick together to nominate a speaker. This, one thing that's interesting, to be the Speaker of the House, it's not that you need, let's say you're there's, let's say there's 220 Republicans. You don't need 111 of them. You need 111 of them to be majority leader. So you need a majority of the majority to become majority leader. To become Speaker of the House, you need 218 votes. So if they have a total of 220 Republicans, literally everyone besides two has to vote for them, that person is Speaker. So it could be a, a struggle for McCarthy to be, be Speaker if he only has a two vote majority and passing any bills and stuff like that. It's going to be a bit of a roller coaster. So we'll see. There's a world in which there's 218 or 219 Democrats. Um, 
which would be almost chaos as well. So we'll see. The house is going to be a roller coaster ride. Interesting. And so what but should I we expect th- from all of this? Like, should we expect debt ceiling battles still? I, I think they're going to be a lot less teeth in the debt ceiling battles because they don't control the Senate and they have a tiny majority. And there's ways you could get pick off two or three moderate Republicans to try and undermine a debt ceiling deal. So I think the problem, any debt ceiling deal they're going to have, Kevin McCarthy is going to have to ask the Democrats to deliver votes to get it passed so they can't be too ridiculous. Like if they had control of the Senate and the House and could just say, here's the bill we passed, sign it. That's a different world that we're living in. So we will see. It's going to be uh, the final thing to think about is the, if the Supreme Court didn't support gerrymandering, the Democrats would have controlled the House. So there's a couple different. One, they allowed a racially gerrymandered map to go into play in Alabama, and that cost uh, the Democrats at least a seat and minority voters representation. In Ohio, they passed a constitutional amendment there to, or a commission set up to, over to draw the maps, and they got into like a stalemate where the legislature said we're only drawing this super gerrymandered map, we're not drawing a new one, and after like no action for a couple months a federal court finally said okay fine we'll accept your state unconstitutional map as your map and that probably cost democrats let's say two seats and then the supreme court allowed a gerrymandered map in florida which cost and tennessee which cost the democrats two seats in each place so gerrymandering works didn't the but the democrats did it in a couple of states too right no not to that extent no definitely not I don't know, Dan. Um, uh, the other thing that really jumped out at me from Biden's speech was one of the reporters asked, I feel like in a, in a way that they had already gotten um, a report on this themselves, but that if the Biden administration is looking into Elon Musk's dealings with foreign governments. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's a one of the things that I think there's bipartisan consensus on is that one, um, tech has too much power and needs we need some type of tech regulation or tech framework for America. And two, it is not a good look that China owns one of the largest social media companies in America, in TikTok, and they you know, influence what they do. And that now Saudi Arabia has a large stake of Twitter. They had a large stake of Twitter before it was a public company, where it's a private company. There's like less disclosures on their activity. So I think that was the concern. But you now have TikTok and Twitter with either absolute or significant foreign control and not like you know the british so i think there's definitely a little bit that people are gonna look at there any thoughts on the world cup roster what do we think the u.s world cup roster any uh any surprises we're ready for the action in three weeks uh christian pools it kind of sucks that's like the only thing i would say i don't know not super optimistic about the u.s but we'll see are all the rosters out yeah, I think so. A lot of big names going down. Sadio Mane out for Senegal. That's probably the biggest loss of any player nation that yeah, has like, happened so far. Like maybe how about in Canada? Messi uh, Davies going right? down. Oh yes, Alfonso Davies, but he's like he's a left back. Yeah, like Mane is player. the entire attack of Senegal. I think you know, he plays for the forward for Canada, but he's not like the be all end all for their attack. I don't know. Did you watch is. any of their matches? They were. Yeah, yeah, but they have Jonathan David, who's really good. They have that dude who plays for Bruges, whose name I'm blanking on. Jonathan David's really good, though. Like they have, I think they have other options. Canada's also probably a better team than Senegal, um, without Mane. So, 
Oh man, so that starts in what? I guess it's still a little while. November twenty 20th. days. Yeah. November twentieth. Yeah, not far. Oh, nine days. Nine days. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready for the opening match. Gonna be lovely. Do... Should we talk about the Celtics coaching tree in dominating the world? Will Hardy and Joe Mazzulla. Yeah, Celtics two... look great. What's Celtics very encouraging about the Celtics is they have the number one offense, and that's why they lost against Golden State. It wasn't their defense. It's just their offense ground to a halt. Malcolm Brogdon should be sixth man of the year if the, the voting ended now. He's been an unbelievable addition. Tatum has gone up a level. Tatum's now the most efficient rim scorer in the entire league, which is a new thing, very new thing, very encouraging. His free throws are up like four per game. So gotta love the Celtics. Their defense is falling back to the middle of the pack, but they also don't have their best defender. So and they played a ridiculous schedule. Yeah. That's I think what people are not with the defensive stats. I'm like, yeah, they played like the best teams, and yeah. managed to come out alive. Yeah, so, seven and three. So yeah, eight and three. I think. Did they? Oh yeah, you're right. Eight and three. Smoke Detroit. Yep, that's right. And so wait, why is you were saying Tom Brady's going bankrupt? So what Tom happened? Brady, yeah, with Tom Brady invested in. FTX is crypto international cryptocurrency exchange that is going bankrupt this week. And it's unclear how much Tom Brady's done a bunch of investments outside of football that have made him a lot of money. He invested, I think, in vitamin water, he's, has his TB12 line. He's done a couple other things, but he and Giselle put a chunk of money. Apparent. I just thought they just signed a sponsorship deal, but it, the rumor has it that they also invested, I don't know, somewhere 25, 50, 100 million dollars into FTX and that is now worth zero. So that was a lot. Oh, of I thought it was way more than that. I thought it was. No, like, I don't think so. Because there was really? a rumor it was two hundred million, okay. and I think it's that the maybe total value of the deal was like two hundred million dollars, where gotcha. they were going to get sponsorship money down the road. But yeah, there was a rumor that they were bankrupt, but they have, they're doing okay. Tom Brady also signed a twenty-year deal with Fox for twenty-five million dollars a year, so. He'll be okay. Yeah, he has to work for that money now. He does have to work. The man needs to work. We should all work. It's good for your mind. Um, the Yeah, but the FTX had also sponsored the Miami Arena, and that's probably going to go up in smoke now, so no one knows. It's the implosion of just it's the exchanges that are all imploding, or is it? This was an exchange. I mean, I think the problem, as more information has come out, is if you were running a complicated financial institution, you need a CFO who is really good. And they did not have a CFO. And you cannot have the CEO being the only one running things when he's at conferences all the time and not staring at his balance sheet every single day. That's what yeah. I would generally generally say. Well, I'm sad Nick wasn't here this week. He can we can give us his lament next week. Yeah, he's in mourning. Is he in mourning or is he in the FedSoc world where they are celebrating? They are Yeah, it's true. I was gonna ask ten thousand people he's, standing he up cheering for uh Samuel Alito for taking away our rights. He's on a crusade. So I don't know. It's an uh, interesting time. Trump, it's going to be very, Trump is running. He, uh, there's like a subtle things with everyone kind of like, is he going to run? Is he not going to run? And if you, when you start to run president, you can have like, before the moment you announce, outside like super PACs that can take unlimited donations. But when you start running for president, you have to do a formal campaign entity that can only raise $2,700 at a time. And the email announcement from uh, for his event on Tuesday, the donation links and all that have switched from his super PAC land to the campaign entity. So that is the biggest tell in the fine print of the invite. So it's, it's game on. I mean, for he's going to get rolled by DeSantis. It looks disagree. like disagree. He's not. Gonna, he's led every single poll by a mile. 
really? that has been conducted. In the last two years, he's led every poll by 20 points over DeSantis, 20 That's, to 30 points. This is awful. I can't believe this is going to happen again. It's just awful. Trump-Biden. Donald Trump being the nominee three times in a row hasn't that hasn't happened since uh, the 1950s, right? Where who was it that ran? He just doesn't know how to go away. Like, can't he's one of those people that can't take the hint, at like a party or something. There's like, can you just leave? Is it? But it's not the hint if the people want him, right? Like the hint of like the Illuminati say, please go away. But you know, the <laughs> proletariat says. When you, you know, they're singing the hero song. I guess. It just seems like people are voting for him almost ironically or something. I don't know what's going on. I don't think on. it, have you talked to anyone who's voting for him? <laughs> it is not ironic. It is, <laughs> I'm saying, well, this is what I'm saying about the Fox News, you know, megaphone that they used to have some people there who were like, you know, Roger Ailes, evil genius, but the genius part was at least a little bit true. And he's been gone now for what, five years and it's, it's drifted. Are you playing golf a little later today? You got a little golf polo on there. Yeah, uh, I just like golf polos now. Um, I'm going to try <laughs> and get out to the Talk range. about a middle-aged white man thing know, to say. I, know, I just I love know. golf polos now. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please tune in next week when we will do a World Cup preview. Stay safe.